the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Another day, some more volatility. On Monday, the markets dropped 3%. In the past 20 years, when the markets dropped 3%, it tends to portend a 10% correction 96% of the time. Do you go with it? Do you not go with it? Yesterday, we had a bit of a rebound. Today, we have a little bit of a drop. All interesting stuff. Is it as interesting as Beyond Meat coming to Subway shops? Yeah, I think it is. Is it as interesting as Dark Phoenix hurt Disney earnings? You're like, how is that possible? And it is. But today we have markets all lower. We're not as low as we were on Monday, where we were 3% lower, but it's still very early. Trump's doing his part, basically blaming the Fed. But you're seeing the S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, the Russell, crude oil, all lower. Of course, gold, that means gold likely higher. Ten-year treasury is cracked at 1.61%. That's, if I could tell you one thing, that's a fire alarm, typically. Now, not all fire alarms mean there's a fire, but that's saying get out of the building, get out of the building, get out of the building. The building being the S&P 500. S&P 500 doesn't really have any support till it pulls back to its 200-day uh, moving average, which would be a 10% correction. So at one point in time, the 10-year went below 160 day, hit 1595. Mortgage market still hasn't caught up with the vast and quick movements in the treasury yields. But this is... Uh, how shall we say it's been nine great years of not talking about corrections on the show? Of, you know, when there is a correction, it's minimal. This, it feels like, whoa, kind of deserve this one, Rob. Got to take the good, take the bad. There you have the facts life. The facts life. Oh, the facts life. Dow plunges 400 points as August swoon resumes on Wall Street. August and September have historically recently 
been the worst months of the year. Getting your kids back to school, wrapping up summer vacations. Uh, now we're getting to the point where for the month of August, we're down pretty aggressively. The NASDAQ's down 5%. SP 500 and the Dow down 4.5%. Investors are moving into gold. That's gold, Jerry. Gold. Well, gold is a place to hide when you think markets are going to get ravaged. Now, again, Bitcoin as well. One of the stocks I own, one of the stocks I'm gaga goo goo about, and I say that not trying to hype it in any way, shape, or form, but I think it's a nice name. Disney down 5%. They missed top and bottom line expectations in what is expected to be a transition quarter from old Disney to Disney shiny and new plus Disney. They announced one of their packages, ESPN Plus, Disney, and Hulu are going to cost $12.99 a month. That could be a game changer. That could really significantly hurt Netflix. When you get all the Marvel superhero movies, all the Star Wars movies, all the Pixar movies, ESPN, all the ESPN channels, Hulu... ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox for $12.99 a month. That is a game changer. But again, now we have to wait 90 days to see how it plays out. It's not how we sh- how shall we say uh, guaranteed. I'm from Louisiana and I guarantee it. In my quick letter, quick letter, ah, quick letter, quick letter, hunchback letter, hunchback letter, ah. That's how we here in the South spell Mississippi. So let's talk about the markets because I don't want to be too cutesy. FedEx is severing shipping ties with Amazon in what feels like um, maybe a last chance opportunity for companies to fight back against Amazon before they become too embedded. Who could step up and compete with them? Potentially a Microsoft. Potentially a Walmart Target. Uh, but not that many. The global trade war. You remember World War One, right? You remember World War Two? World War Three could be a currency war. Could be a global trade war. Something I've been saying for twenty years, and it sounds like a joke, but it kind of feels that way. Global trade war is morphed into a currency war. And that's a scary proposition. Not preposition. Proposition for markets. U.S.-China trade wars increasingly become focused on currencies. Even China, who was called a price manipulator, currency manipulator by President Trump on Monday, uh, said, no, 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 not us. But we are going to peg it at seven. Maybe just a little bit below seven. So the trade spat with China, the currency war is again front and center. Ultimately, amounts to a race to the bottom as countries try to push the value of their currencies lower than competitors to gain advantage in trade. Trump says he wants a weaker U.S. dollar to make our goods look cheaper. It runs counter. It runs different than how countries are supposed to work together and achieve a balanced economy. And when cooperation breaks down, these are the negative effects that we feel. It's, we're in for a volatile month. Now, the good news is volatile is on the upside and the downside, not just the downside. 
A weaker currency could be inflationary and recessionary. A strong currency tends to be good for both consumers and consumption. So we got that going on today. It was a weird morning at 2.30 in the morning when I woke up. I was watching the, the world markets, and they were kind of in power rally mode. Um, you saw a lot of central banks from around the world cut interest rates. Again, that, that rush to zero, so to speak. The Reserve Bank of New Zealand, the Reserve Bank of India, the Reserve, uh, the Bank of Thailand, all cutting rates. Markets kind of liked it. And then right around 4.30, 5.30 Pacific time, markets decided, no, we don't like that. And things reversed. Let's talk about some of these numbers here. I look at the 10-year treasury, like I said, as a fire alarm. And if you look at it, it's alarming. Back in November of 2018, we were at 3.2%. And we were starting to talk about the point where I was going to start buying bonds. I buy stocks anytime the 10-year treasury is under 3.5%. I used to say 4%, but I've had to lower it to consider a new norm. I'm not a big bond fan in any way, shape, or form. CFP, Chad Burton, New Focus Financial, they, they use bonds to protect people. I don't want to be protected. I want to be a wealth accumulator. So when you see this 3.2 all the way down to 1.6, that is a stunning drop. It's exponential. It's not like going from 8% to 6.5%. Even though it's only, what, 200 basis points, 180 basis points, 160 basis points from top to bottom, it's exponential because it's such a small number. It's telling us something. It's going to be a rough month of August. No promises. The world looks for a trade deal with U.S. and China, and that does not look imminent. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, newfocusfinancial.com. And don't forget a big seminar coming up at The Money Show. You can learn more by going to kdow.biz or newfocusfinancial.com. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You have to have a shopping list if you're going to be an investor, and hopefully you have some cash in your portfolio. If you're going to be a long-term investor, thinking about retirement issues. Um, long story short, this is a good time to have a shopping list when things get volatile. It probably bugs you buying stocks at all-time highs. Um, when things pull back and become inefficient, you have to ask yourself, are we still going to buy Apple iPhones? I don't know. Are we still going to brush our teeth? Probably. Are we still going to eat food? Definitively. And you have to start prioritizing what you think could pull back 10%, what you think could pull back 40%. High flyers, stocks that go up 100% a year, tend to pull back 40 to 60% in crazy times. 
Uh, stocks that are slow and steady tend to pull back 10, maybe 15%. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton to talk a little bit about this market action. It has been a volatile ride, Chad. I started off by saying that in the last 20 years, anytime there's been a 3% correction, it's led to a 10% correction 96% of the time. And we got that 3% pullback on Monday. Are we headed for a correction or am I leading you and baiting you with a question? Well, it's, it's so funny because you look at the, the market in terms of how, how do people perceive where we are. Because you get to the first of the year and the entire market resets. What's the return for the year so far? Not thinking about the fact that from September to the end of the year, it was a pretty decent correction, almost 19.5% by Christmas Eve. So when you look back at the stock market one year from today, you've got the S&P 500 flat. You've got emerging markets down 11%. You've got small cap value down 12% over the last 12 months. So, you know, the market's really kind of having a problem getting past really the highs that we saw in the beginning of 2018. And it makes sense because right now we're looking at a blended revenue decline in the or, uh, earnings decline in the S&P 500 across, if you blend all 11 sectors together of about negative 1%, yet earning a revenue growth of around 4%. So it's somewhat flat. And that's kind of what the market's done in the last 12 months, which is okay because we've had this enormous run-up since 2009. And um, there'll be some movement at some point on the trade issues, but we're seeing global slowdown. What was interesting on uh, the previous week is that you had a little bit better performance out of international uh, than U.S. large cap because they're already priced for disaster. So, like you said, get your shopping list ready, and a lot of the stuff that's getting knocked off the real highs is the stuff that has a high P-E ratios, where some small cap value, some small cap growth, and some emerging markets look really cheap for the next five or ten years right now. Interesting stuff. Um, one of the things that I've thrown out there is the 10-year treasury has dropped below 1.6%. Now, 20 years I've had a thesis on this show that the bond market's smarter than the stock market. Stock market's irrational. It moves up. It moves down. It looks six months in the future. It's kind of like that gypsy uh, fortune teller. Whereas the bond market's kind of like, there's a problem and it. It's coming. Do you think the bond market's telling us something's coming that's bad or could this just be a fake out? Well, I think that there's so much central bank involvement right now. Bond traders are like, well, rates are going to get lowered, so we, we better play. Um, so I, I don't know. That's what I used to think all the time, that bond traders were a lot smarter than stock traders, but now we're sub 2% on the 10-year treasury, so who knows, <laughs> right? Um, 10-year treasury dropped I just to 1.6 wanna, today. I know. It's insane. It's in, So I just want to look out, okay, I'm not investing for the next three months, six months, 12 months, even three years. I'm investing for 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And I would much rather own stocks that have 2% yield on dividends than I would a 10-year treasury that pays me 1.6% when inflation is running higher than that. Have you saved enough emergency money or cash on the sidelines that you're not stressed and that you can put it into the market? And do you think the average investor has enough emergency cash as well as cash on the sidelines to take advantage of of dramatic pullbacks? And again, I'm not saying we're going to be in one. It's too early to tell. It's too early to tell, actually, until you're in one. Uh, but it's yeah. certainly setting up as, you know, August and September are kind of dull months that lead to big pullbacks. 
Well, yeah. I mean, so, so first of all, separate your emergency cash from your portfolio cash and bonds. So average family needs six to 12 months worth of expenses in cash. The average retiree needs three years worth of portfolio draws in cash. So that is for spending um, and to get through tough market situations. Then you've got your portfolio and you have bonds and cash in it typically. And so when you have a market correction of 10%, a lot of people want to, oh gosh, this is going to get really bad. I better sell even more. Instead, you should be rebalancing and buying the first 10%. If it dips farther, buy again because you're setting yourself up for the next decade, not for the next, like I said, three to six months, three years. It's the long-term, you know, asset allocation and rebalancing that's going to do really well. So, you know, even in my 401k, Rob, I have about 15% in bonds. Um, no, they're not just boring government bonds. There's some high yield and some unconstrained in there. And I just hated them at the beginning of the year. And now they're up a, a large amount. So if the market corrects, I actually have something that I can sell to rebalance and buy stocks. So even though I'm almost 45, I owned a little bit of bonds in my 401k and I hated it at the beginning of the year. I'm like, what am I doing in these things? And you know, well, this is the reason. If you look at balanced portfolios over 10, 15 you know, year periods through multiple market cycles, the difference in rate of return between 100% equities and, and those balanced portfolios isn't that large. And so it just gives you some fuel to be able to, to, you know, some assets to be able to sell and take advantage of market corrections. As I do with my typical Tuesday guest talking about the markets, I say, here's a softball question. What do you want to talk about to finish off this interview? What are you looking at? What are you worried about? What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? Chad? Well, so we, we still have, if you look, you know, a, a two-year period in the market, the market's the stocks are still relatively in good shape compared to where they were, say, five, ten years ago. So it's still a good, even though the market's only down a few percentage points, it's still a good time to reassess where you are. What is your portfolio doing versus your risk tolerance? Are you too overweight in, in stuff like, you know, large cap, uh, high PE ratio stocks, and you're missing some of the stuff that still looks relatively cheap? Now is a good time to assess that versus you know, later either when the market shoots past its highs or goes into full correction mode and then you're dealing with your emotions. So get on top of it now. Do a portfolio review and reassess everything. Thanks very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. He'll also be at The Money Show next week talking about income and retirement. You can learn more by going to newfocusfinancial.com. Hit on the events. There's some good downloadables tied towards that event, especially the uh, PDF tied towards income and retirement. Um, this is an interesting market. I, I highly suggest that you stay tuned and pay attention to it. In large part, uh, we don't go through a lot of corrections. We don't feel a lot of the drama. It's been nine up years. We forget that there was a 19.5% correction at the end of last year. And now that we're down 5% for the week, it feels like the roller coaster's going up. It's going up, 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 up. And you can start to feel your belly a little bit. Uh, start to lose a little bit of its 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 breakfast, so to speak. Um, again, nothing to concern about if you're a long-term patient investor. Learn more at newfocusfinancial.com. Comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I just pulled in CFP Chad Burton to kind of throw out some thoughts on kind of what I would refer to as correction mode. Three main stock indices fell sharply as falling U.S. Treasury yields and interest rate cuts in Thailand, India, and New Zealand renewed global growth worries. When the Fed only cut interest rates once, and they basically said it's a midterm, not a midterm, excuse me, a mid-policy adjustment, it kind of brings up question mark, question mark, question mark. So if you're wise and you're another country, you're like, well, we don't know what they're going to do. So to stave off any possible economic ramifications to us, we're going to cut our interest rates. Interesting. So I want to be honest and say the worst is still could yet to become. The worst still is yet to come. Could yet come. I don't want to say it will because I don't know. But Monday we got a 767 point drumming. And that just, it felt like it, right? Tuesday, we get a nice rebound. Then, today we get a situation where the markets say, we're blowing off some steam again. Now, typically, when things fall 3% in one day, like they did on Monday, it, it's, it invites a scenario where a broker, a financial planner, an insurance agent will call their clients and say, I just want to talk to you about, like, how can we protect your wealth? I want to talk to you about things that we can do to do transactions to make me money. Oops, internal editor on. I want to talk about protecting your wealth. So you, volatility creates phone calls. New Focus Financial has a slew of clients. Most of them have been through recessions. Most of them have been through corrections. Most of them are pretty well trained, like, this is normal. But sometimes you're coming to your first rodeo and you're like, whoa. I just put money in the market for the first time and I'm getting obliterated. Capital O. So they, inv- they call. That's so with the financial planner, the financial advisor starts talking to clients more and more and more when things get volatile. So the S&P 500 dropped 3% or more in one day earlier this week. It's been up six months later, 96% of the time. Since 2009. So I just told you a stat that when the uh, S&P 500 drops 3% on one day, it tends to lead to a 10% correction 96% of the time. But it also tends to lead to the market being up 96% of the time, six months from now. That's pretty freaking freaky. You ever been with someone who was like, and like put a needle through their arms and show you fake blood pouring out of their arms and you're like, gross. And they're just like, it's just a trick. It's just a trick. They're, they're a carnival freak. They're a geek, so to speak. Uh, long story short, this doesn't feel great. From an equity sentiment, uh, from the equity point of view, sentiment has dramatically deteriorated. And it's weakening. This is starting to look like something might be bad with a margin call or a company that's over leveraged. Now, we know that our banks have gone through their stress tests, so they shouldn't be over leveraged. Maybe there's an outlier out there. But this is what it kind of felt like in 2008 with Lehman Brothers, where it goes down so fast, it's tough for companies to 
say, here's, here's how to protect ourselves. Now, again, I'm not pulling a chicken little on you. It's not my nature. I am saying I think Trump is wrong on a trade deal with China. And I think it's in everyone's best interest to be grown-ups and not to draw a line in the sand. We've started wars before, world wars, because countries have drawn lines in the sand. When a leader gets assassinated in a small country by a crazy from another small country, and Russia says, we got countries back, and Germany says, we got the other countries back, a line gets drawn, and suddenly you're drawn into World War I. Same thing happened in World War II. When lines get drawn, you get drawn into conflicts you don't want. I think Trump is getting drawn into a conflict he doesn't want with China. Keep in mind, we learned that his staff said last week they weren't thrilled with him going off the reservation. Can I, am I allowed to say that anymore? He went off script, and even though they said don't do tariffs on China, he did tariffs on China. Even though he gave his word to China back at the end of June at the G20 meeting, no more new tariffs, and they gave their word, no more new tariffs. And then just to double down, he's like, China's also a currency manipulator. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo. And it's drawn a line in the sand. They don't want to be called a currency manipulator. And that's a problem. So they didn't want more tariffs because now they have to respond in some way, shape, or form. They did with cutting agricultural orders from the United States. Trump's wrong on asserting that China is driving the, the, the yuan lower after it fell beyond the $7 level on Monday. Um, sudden sharp weakening of the yuan did, did follow Trump's announcement last week. The U.S. will impose a 10% tariff on $300 billion of goods from China. There's nothing left to tariff now. We've covered it all. And China, being, I'm not going to say a good citizen, but being wise, they've yet to say, Apple, get out of our country. They know that Apple have jobs there and manufacturing plants, and they know that for the long term, that's a good relationship. So fortunately, they haven't pulled a Trump and, and you know, started throwing baby out with bathwater. Now, Chinese authorities mainly stopped supporting the law on Monday, which is far different from pushing it down. The People's Bank of China tightened liquidity in the domestic money market, which acts to support its currency. So we can't really say they're a complete currency manipulator, but there's no doubt that countries around the world are doing what they can to try to position themselves for a worst-case scenario trade or with the United States and China that spills into other countries. So I feel that a lot of pride is kind of leading to where we are. And I don't think Fed's going to get the boost from the economy that he wants for 2020 unless a deal with China gets done. That's going to be the interesting part of it. Today, the president's traveling to El Paso and Dayton, Ohio to deal with the ramifications of mass shootings, which are problematic in the United States to the level that three countries have now put us on a do not travel to the United States list. We see that all the time where uh, maybe people are getting raped or drugged or killed by toxic alcohol at resorts in Mexico and 
we flat out go, don't travel to Mexico. We do it with African nations that, that don't have peace, that don't have stable governments. Don't travel there. It's weird to think that they're doing it to us right now. It, it shows you how, how low we've gone or how far we haven't gone. So Disney Plus is something I want to talk a little bit about. They kind of showed us last night what they're going to do. And I really think it's going to be a problem for Netflix. Because not only they're going to be the first out of the gate with the new service. It's going to be Disney. It's going to be Pixar. It's going to be Marvel. It's going to be Star Wars. It's going to be National Geographic. It looks very, very much so like um, a family-friendly streaming service. The National Geographic thrown in. They're also going to throw in some assets from 21st Century Fox. To me, $12.99, not only you get all of that, but you get ESPN Plus and you get an ad-supported version of Hulu, which is basically ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox. Okay, yeah, you're probably missing some channels in there. Don't know if you're going to get the CNBC or Bloomberg. Don't know. But the programming highlights are pretty stunning. And the fact that you get Hulu with ads, that's something Netflix doesn't have. And the fact that you're getting all the quality of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic for everything that Netflix is trying to be. And they're awesome at comedy specials. They're awesome at documentaries. They're awesome. They're pretty good at TV shows. Some of the kids' TV programming, it's, it's just miserable. Some of their programming seems like it could have gone through one more cycle of rewrites or, how shall we say, budget improvements. But that Hulu angle is going to be pretty powerful. So on weakness of Disney, I'm buying. If it goes down 10%, I'll buy a little bit. If it goes down 20%, I'll buy a heck of a lot. So now they're not the only one coming out with services. HBO Max is going to be coming. But Disney Plus is a step closer. And again, I really feel like who, uh, Google TV is a pretty good product or YouTube TV is a pretty good product for 50 bucks a month. Um, but I think twelve ninety nine a month is a game changer. I don't know. Again, like I said, there's some channel issues that I don't know. And maybe there's some bundles that Disney will be able to put together that I haven't seen yet. But HBO Max is cute. Kind of like Netflix is cute at this point in time. Now, HBO's got some stuff that Netflix doesn't have, like Warner Brothers, DC Entertainment, TBS, TNT, CNN. HBO Max will have original series and movies, some of which may tie into Warner Media titles off the platform, like Dune Sisterhood. Dune is one of those great books. It's never worked in movies or TV shows. HBO Max will also have some older Warner Brothers stuff, like The Fresh Prince Bel-Air and Friends. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Let me finish some notes right here. Um, market corrections are kind of odd. They're not something we get, ever get used to. It's like roller coasters. I love roller coasters. Did as a kid, do as an adult. But that moment when you get on it, you're like, whoa, why did I sign up for this? Every now and then there's news stories like the Disney Plus that we could kind of weave into an uncomfortable market. There's stories like Tesla and I, I honestly feel like I just people used to ask me about Tesla and the, those same people that used to ask me about Tesla now are asking me about Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat is a story that's in the news today because they've got a relationship with Subway. And trust me, if you're a Beyond Meat fan, you're like, did you see the story about Beyond Meat making a deal with, with, with Subway? And yes, it is interesting. Um, especially since Beyond Meat has kind of been this, this burger patty, which last time I checked, Subway wasn't really doing the burger patties, but they've played with chicken before unsuccessfully, it should be noted. Um, so it, it invites the question of, like, is now the time to be doing story stocks or is now the time to be batting it down the hatches or at least starting to talk about it? Because if it's not this time, it's, a, it's just around the corner of the next recession. There's always going to be pullbacks, and it's normal and it's healthy. You just have to be kind of ready for it. And like I said, with roller coasters, you're never quite ready for it. Are you with me? So Tesla receives a cease and desist letter from the U.S. agency over Model 3 safety claims. The NHTSA sends Tesla a cease and desist letter saying it's misleading what you're sending out as far as information goes. And Tesla says, well, we've actually looked at some public records and we are the safest vehicle, the Model 3. Who's right? I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I know that it's a problem. I just don't care. I just, I, I'm saying, so I don't play with Tesla. If my kids uh, rat on each other, Dad, Cameron said a dirty word. I go, I put a hot knife on rats' tongues. I don't care about the dirty words. So I, I care about brothers ratting each other out. Um, it, it, it's I don't I don't want that fight. It's it's I'm okay with it. Like don't want that fight. So Tesla, what they're going through is something I don't want anything to do with. Now Netflix is the other story stock of the day, and they fired the first shot in the streaming war between entertainment giants. I think it looks like a pretty good value proposition from what I'm seeing right now. As a dad and my dad and my dad's dad, we've all gone through buying kids goods. Do you remember buying Cinderella on VHS? Cinderella hasn't been in theaters in 30 years. Now she's coming out on VHS. 
For a limited time, Disney is going to unlock her from the, the princess fault. And then it was VHS and DVD and laser and Blu-ray. You've never seen Cinderella quite look like this before on Blu-ray. With added features by 100-year-old animators who barely have enough oxygen to breathe. But those are the stories today. Oh, and then there's, is gold ready to shine? Gold prices are flat after hitting six-year highs on escalating U.S.-China trade war. Here's the problem I have with gold. Gold does well when the market goes crazy. You know, you have that crazy hair sometimes after having a passionate session with your love, loved one. We have crazy hair after going for a long run and you don't realize that like your head is sweating profusely. And then you sit down and watch a little TV and you rub your hands through your hair and you look in the mirror and you're like, ah, I got crazy hair. Gold tends to do well during crazy. But gold doesn't really have an angle for me during non-crazy. And the market's non-crazy most of the time. Gold doesn't have a job. Gold is a play on jewelry, largely tied towards India as the biggest country consumer of gold is jewelry. China as well. It's just not my play. When Chris Columbus was, was hanging around, he's probably at a tavern, and the queen comes, Chris, please go to the new world and get me some gold. Yeah, gold was kind of like a thing. In this day and age, the queen would come up to Chris Columbus and say, please go to the new world and give me an iPhone. Things have changed in the world of trade. We used to like spices. I'd like some pepper, Chris. Gold is in that era of pepper as kind of fun and sexy and exciting. I'm not saying don't own it. I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to own any of it. And again, consult a burger advisor for taking action on anything here. Be prudent, be cautious. You're listening to a financial show that doesn't know you. The 10-year German Bund, which is German for bond, fell to a negative 0.6%, which is a record low. You lose money by saving money in Germany. What? Policymakers are struggling to figure out how do we stop a U.S. trade war with China from bleeding into world economies. The U.S. needs to be careful because we sell a lot of goods to the world and they like us. But people aren't loyal to Prell shampoo or Colgate uh, toothpaste. They'll change. And this is China's actual opportunity to kind of steal some of the U.S.'s thunder. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.